Hello, it's the September 27th edition of Three Songs Podcast. This is Mike Hogan, and we've got Bob Nastanovich as well. How you doing, Bob? Great. Lucky 27. Lucky 27. 927. My, yeah. My favorite number in the universe. Really? My, my nephew, Pat's birthday. I was born on August 27th. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. You just had a birthday. Yeah, my sister was born on June 27th. Well, there you go. Yeah. Cool. My first first nephew Pat or uh, Tom was born February twenty seventh. There's a lot of tw- the sprinkled twenty sevens all over my family, so I feel very positive about tonight's show. Plus, it's episode eight. It is episode eight yeah. already. Yeah, eight twenty seven. It's like it's your birthday show, even though we can't go wrong tonight, mate. No, we can't go wrong. We can't, and we we've each brought a few songs. You brought two songs that I don't know, and one song that I know really really well. Um, and I think I brought a few that you're maybe not that familiar with, but I guess that's just sort of par for the course. I got one of these days. I'm going to bring three songs that you're going to know them better than I do. Last week I did pretty well, but you know, I'm well, here to learn. Yeah, no, no, no. I for sure, for sure. But I mean, it's it's just been nice that you know the whole premise is sharing music that we like and and maybe aren't. You know, maybe not everybody's heard. Maybe you haven't heard. Maybe I haven't heard. And there's been a lot of uh, a lot of musical discovery on the show for both of us, which is cool. Um, and it was surprising. Like I figured I would be bringing a lot of stuff that you'd already heard, and vice versa. But I've been yeah. Maybe surprised. on the next episode, I'm going to play a bunch of songs that everyone knows. Well, sooner or later, I'm going to play a bunch of songs by the Minutemen and. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> but everyone doesn't know that. Well, no, a lot but of people knew shipbuilding, which was cool. But I'm sure you do. I'm sure you know that. You know, any any Minutemen songs I'm going to bring, you're probably going to be already familiar with, and so it's going to be a different kind of discussion. And, and I'm trying to decide. Well, we'll save it for the actual show. But I'm trying to decide. You know, with three songs, I might break the rhythm a little bit, if you were, because Minutemen songs are not like typical songs. And I might bring six. <laughs> yeah so i'll just play, i'll just play like you do right or something you play your you play five minute men songs <laughs> perfect yeah so but but uh speaking of rhythms we're gonna start off with one off of a, a, a fantastic album that was released in 1980 called crazy rhythms by the great band the feelies from new jersey hallowed in new jersey i believe love the feelies uh, so this is this is the song of yours that i know really well yeah, and uh, we both had the pleasure of seeing them live in the '80s, and isn't it fantastic that they're still going and going strong? Like, yeah, you know, new album out this year, and uh, a lot of great shows they played. Unfortunately, neither of us saw them this year, but uh, that's the way it goes, that's, right? That's the way it goes. Well, yeah. and and this is a song. This is the title, oh, not title track, but the the first track off of Crazy Rhythms, and I'm gonna start it right now. Because well, it's kind of an interesting situation that we're yeah. in because we're going to play the whole thing. But anybody that's familiar with the song and anybody who's going to hear it for the first time tonight, it does have a very quiet, about minute long intro before the song kicks into high gear. And it's called "The Boy with a Perpetual Nervousness" or "The Boy with Perpetual Nervousness." And and actually, the intro, which I'm going to improv on with a little clave sticks yeah. action myself. Um, actually kind of like presents the mood of the song really well because you know you know the clicking of the clave sticks is is very 
nerve-wracking. <laughs> it is. And it's, yeah. it's one of those where when it comes on, especially if you've got like something on shuffle or you, you put the record on and then you walk away, you're like, did I, did I get the needle into the groove? Is, you know, like it takes a little while before you actually, oh yeah, there it is. Just, just Yeah, no, whenever I've played it, like an, in DJ sets, I mean, I got to admit, like you have to move the needle along because oh, otherwise yeah. it'll sound like dead air, which right. is right. a major faux pas for any DJ. Or, or for any podcast show. So I'm going to start it up right now, Bob. <laughs> yeah. so you feel free. Along. Yeah, I mean, you feel free. To like, you know, from Wonder Bread today, I need to start working on my chops so I can like do decent versions of clave sticks on grave architecture. So <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that later. But word is, you might be yeah. going out on the road soon. So, all right, here we go. The feelies in my dreams, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the boy with the perpetual nervousness. Three songs podcast. Here we go, Dave. Here we go, Anton. Slow build. Come on, Glenn and Bill. Love the tension build.
feelies. Whoa, from the God, first I love album, that record. Crazy Rhythms, 1980. Yeah. 1980. Love, love, love the feelies. So does Mr. Oh, Ghost. Ghost is yeah. chiming in. That's Come right. On, Ghost. You love that band. It's one of his favorite bands. He's got good he's taste. A boy, he's a boy with perpetual nervousness. <laughs> and we the boy all? next door is him. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, that's that's a really good record. And, you know, they put that record out, I think you're right, 1980, and then they put nothing out for six years until they put The Good Earth out, you know. I Which think, is a fantastic record. Fantastic record, but it's also, I mean, it's not a total departure. It's nothing like Crazy Rhythms. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. sounds like, I mean, it's the same band, right. obviously, but it is like a completely different style of music. It's, it's way more acoustic. There's a lot more acoustic guitar on it. Yeah, m- much more laid and back, much less tension. It's like they work. It's the actually they out. never went back to crazy rhythms. They yeah. always they always kind of have stuck with the good earth vibe. Right, right. And you it's know. they're both fantastic records. I mean, everything that the Feelies has done. I but love. like, what a live band! Like, yeah. And, and again, they they're still going. Like, I, they played a whole bunch of shows this year, a whole bunch of festivals. And man, I wish I would have seen a show. Because when I saw them a few times in the 80s, they just rocked my socks off. Like, I was just like, wow. Like, because yep. it was like, to me, it was like, had the feverishness of like my, my favorite punk bands. Like, you mm-hmm. mentioned the Minutemen. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like really full on. Like, these guys, like Mercer and Million, the two guitar players and singers, they dance around like mm-hmm. and yep. the whole time. It was yep. like just crazy, like fun. They just did it. Crazy. They did a Good tour ninety one, I think, supporting Firehose, uh, at least on the West Coast. And I think I saw three. Sh- I, th- I think I saw them in San Jose. I went to Santa Cruz. Went to San Francisco. I was like, oh yeah, they're they're playing three shows in the Bay Area. I'm going to go to all of them. Well, yeah, yeah, that's easy, <laughs> easy peasy, Delaweezy. <laughs> I was like, I don't care if I have school the next day, but uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, yeah, you know, the other thing is, too, is that actually the first time I ever saw them, a band called Yola Tango opened for them. I'd never seen them. I had I bought their records. Actually, I had their first 7-inch, and I think it was the first time they'd ever played in the South. I saw it in Charlottesville, Virginia, and, and I remember at that point, and obviously Yola Tango's gone on to you know have, have a pretty uh, illustrious career, and, and which is fantastic. But at that point, like Ira Kaplan, Kaplan the singer, he was he was a bit scared of the mic. Like he, he wouldn't sing loud into his song. And even though it was a fantastic performance, like they were that gun shy at that mm. stage in their career where, and I love the song so much. And like, he just, he, he just wouldn't sing into his mic. It was, it was like, it's it a very interesting thing to watch, but, and, and then see that band, like, you know, become Yola Tango, but right. Right. <clears throat> cool. But it, it was funny to see them at a point where they were just like, Oh, we're, a band like this is such a huge treat for us opening for the feelies right and they they almost played that set like an intimidated opening band and then when the feelies came out i was like whoa (laughs) well i can now i can see why (laughs) for sure i would not ever want to play a show after the feelies could be like walking on hot coals i know you use that reference a lot right but like i've been there a lot of times like that's fair that's you know all right well let's stay I guess it's sort of the same era. It's maybe a few years before the Feelies debut record, but uh, the Avengers 
punk rock band from San Francisco, legendary, but they weren't around for very long. They only released one record at the time. They released a couple singles, I think. You have one of them. Um, the song what was the name of the, the woman singer? Penelope Penelope Houston. So she was yeah. like she was like Joan Jett, but like much more badass. Like, and you'll hear the song I'm going to play is "We Are the One," which was. Uh, released originally on a 7-inch by Danger House. Uh, I think our first show, we played a 7-inch by Danger House, uh, Danger House Records, which was uh, X adult books. Uh, yeah. So cool West Coast punk label. Um, you know, and, and the Avengers really only, I think they were around until 79. They didn't play any shows outside of the West Coast. I think... They're also known for playing as the opening act for the final Sex Pistols show ever in San Francisco. Wow. Um, yeah, so, but they're, uh, this this whole first album only They album. had like a Suburban Lawns type of career. Yeah, I guess so, but, um, you know. Brevity and Brilliance. Brevity yeah, and Brilliance. Brevity and Brilliance. Um, I mean, this song is an the punk rock anthem, in you know, with a capital A. Uh, it's We Are the One, the Avengers. Here Hit we go. us. Here we go.
Yeah, the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness. 1977. You know, I, I just, I checked. I, I should correct myself. They actually never released an album, at least when they were a band. They released some seven inches, and then after they broke up, uh, there was a compilation of those seven inches put out as an LP. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's partly why they never really got their um, the attention that they, they probably should have. Uh, but as far as West Coast punk, uh, Fire Die, like when you're like spitting, like the, like the, don't you want to play like Richie Dagger's Crime by Germs after that? Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and he, then then bring it back down to the chill out room, like I'm going to do now by playing a song from 1990 by a band from, as I mentioned before, one of my favorite cities in the world, Hall in England. I'm actually, I'm going to take that back. My favorite city in the world, Hall, the city of culture in 2017 and this is from 1990s from an album called motion without pain released on pork recordings uh, a great a great little label that probably not that many people have ever heard of in this country and uh, it's 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 to me it's you know you know one of the things i love about the song the song's called one foot up by ours it's by a band called baby mammoth and it's got a little love like to it. It's going to take you to the chill out room. But at the same time, like I think of it as like, you know, I have the pleasure of going to a lot of like uh, basketball, live basketball games. Okay. And, and I think like, you know, they always play like, you know, kind of typical intro music or, you know, they play like, you know, that, that one blur song or, right. you know, whatever, or Gary glitter. And I always think like, this song would be like the best way to ever introduce your starting lineup at a, at a basketball game ever. So here it is. Even better than that Alan Parsons project one, huh? It, wildly better. Okay. <laughs> this is One Foot Up My Arse by Baby Mammoth. Baby Mammoth. 19, 1990 on pork, pork recordings. All right. This will be the first time I've ever heard this, so I'm, I'm curious. It's got That's... a little length to it, so right. you know you can go ahead and... Refill your bourbon glass, Mike. All right, I'll sit back and enjoy.
that's cool. Birdie and Bliss. <clears throat> Not what I was expecting. And yeah, did, dance shoes. Dance did, shoes. Did I hear some clave sticks on that one too, Bob? Yeah, there's claves. One, uh, I like my techno with live, with live like real percussion. Yeah. Like, that's how I like my. I wouldn't and, even call uh, that techno. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I think they actually call it like gutter funk or something. Like, uh, well, who knows? You're bringing all these weird, like, you know. It, to me, it's all just music. But that was uh, that was cool. Me too. Like, I just like to boogie too. But like, um, I mean, whew, such fine people associated with Pork Recordings. Porky himself, Dave Brennan, Steve Cobby's going strong, making great records. I'll play some Steve Cobby for us on the next few shows. One of my good friends, one of my heroes. I had the pleasure of uh, driving and selling merch on one of his tours with his band Fila Brasilia. One of the best times I ever had on tour. Like in a, I'd say going to go with the year 2002. I think that's accurate. And uh, just great people. Birdie and Bliss, the, the two guys that led that band. Just a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. You, good, good whole dance music. You're exposing some corners of the musical world that I have no knowledge of, and I like it. You're playing things that, like, I'd never even heard. You know, some of the stuff you're playing, you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard them or heard of them, but I'm just not familiar with the song that you're playing. I've hosted a lot of weird house parties, especially yeah. when I lived in Louisville, across the street from Churchill Downs, and I know 7 Central, and there'd be people in there, and, like, you know, and, and like, you know, you get to a certain point in the evening, like Derby Week, could like, you know, you want people to like dance and have a good time. And if you, if I threw on that album, they were cooking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you got to come with that stuff. You lived with uh, trainer Grant Forster th- there, didn't you? No, I never lived with, well, I never lived with Grant, but Grant, uh, I sold my house to Grant. Oh, you sold that guy. I knew there was yeah, a connection. Yeah, I'm to one Grant. of the worst um, real estate investors of all time. I bought that house for $42,000 and I sold it to Grant uh, about. 15 or 16 years later for for 42,000. <laughs> well, you know. And the good news is you got free rent, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> sort of. Um and I believe we had a great time there but um Grant is actually uh he's throwing he's rehabbing the house. And you talk about a house in the need of rehabs, that's one. But anyways. Nice. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, in fact, I, I sent our, a recent show to Grant. Uh, maybe let's get Grant on board. We'll get okay. Grant on board. All right, let's do it. Yeah, we want to bring in some guests. We can bring Grant in sometime. The Grant sir, he likes the Zydeco music. Oh. He likes the Zydeco music. Okay, that's what he likes. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good with all that. All right, yep. let's. You know, I guess I'm staying on the West Coast with my next song. Uh, you know, you went keep it left. Yeah, keep I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it left. So uh, this is a somebody band. Somebody might call you a leftist, so somebody That's might okay. call you a leftist. I've been called Gotta worse. I've been, oh, yeah. I've been called worse. <laughs> I've been called worse by better, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to play something from a band that I'm guessing a lot of people don't necessarily know, but I'm guessing that a lot of people might know bands that these guys later went on to form, um, which is um, which is a long way of saying this was the first band released one album in a seven inch or an EP, and then they split up and splintered into bands like Rocket from the Crypt 
and drive like Jehu and the Hot Snakes and uh, a bunch of good. So here's part of the San Diego scene. San Diego the foundation blocks of the San Diego. Exactly, scene. San Diego punk rock. Um, in the late eighties, early nineties. You know, Rocket from the Crypt is going to play um, a show in San Diego, Breeders' Cup Week. Nice. Sounds like you've got uh, got some <coughs> some uh, you know double header action going on. Um, the Saturday night. The Saturday night. <coughs> Perfect. I, I mean, that'll be interesting. Perfect. So, uh, so yeah, the band I'm talking about was called Pitchfork, which um, you know they have the other uh, misfortune now of, of of sharing a name with with something that has now completely eclipsed them in terms of a musical brand and entity, but. Uh, but yeah, we're playing Pitchfork, who were around before there was any other Pitchfork, um, and they put out an album called Eucalyptus. This is the lead track off of it. It's called Rana, and uh, you did a, a song with a long instrumental lead-in to start the show. This one's got probably about two and a half minutes before... Should I grab my claves? Well, I mean, no. I've, I've got about maracas. i got maracas in there. It's a much more rocking intro, but it's about two and a half okay. minutes of instrumental intro before the vocals kick in. So sit back, enjoy it. Uh, this is like a five-minute long punk rock song. Whoa. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I just hit you with like a seven-minute electronic That's okay. Thing. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll tighten it up towards the end. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is Rana by Pitchfork. Enjoy.
Okay, so that reminded me of of Truman's Water, Volvo, and Archers of Loaf. Yep, yep, I could see that. I think these guys were precursors to all of them, but but yeah, especially Truman's Water was San Diego, right? They're definitely California. Yeah. Uh, They might have been further up the coast. Really? I don't know. Played a few shows with them. Boy, they were great. They were noisy. They a delightful noisy racket. Yeah. Yeah, but pit, that pitchfork at, song, I just it's it's at the time I played the hell out of that song. It was just so whoa. you know, like rocking but catchy and like it, it just hit me exactly where I needed to. Uh, cool. And they unfortunately, I liked it. you know, they they broke up, they moved on to bigger and better things, but uh but even still they never really got big. Uh, like in you know, in the way some of the other bands of the of the era did. We're definitely not about bigness, but no. Um, <laughs> and and they're uh, one. You know, it's funny. I looked at Spotify, and you know, you you sometimes see these bands that get. I mean, I haven't looked at what Pavement gets, but you know, they show how many monthly listens. And uh, you know, the algorithm <laughs> for whatever reason, the the Spotify algorithm hasn't picked up on Pitchfork because they only get about three hundred listens a month. Uh, which is to me seems unfortunate. It's like they've been lost to the algorithm age. I'm afraid that that's the way the the modern life goes. I know. Um, I the, know. But this is going to be the, the song I'm going to play next is the most clear cut departure in the history of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the history of the eight episodes. And I, I, I'm going to say that with confidence. <clears throat> More so than beef. Yeah, no, I'm saying like from one song to the next. Oh, like, okay. Okay. I mean, I mean, actually, you might have already done it with the baby mammoth the pitchfork move <laughs> uh, but we're gonna go pitchfork to some puerto rican music uh god bless puerto rico yeah yeah it's an island that's been decimated yeah it's part it's as part of the united states you know <clears throat> right and uh, you know i'm not gonna say too much about that but like this is for the brilliant country of puerto rico and it's a it's a traditional form of music there called bomba music that I was introduced to for the first time in my life a couple of years ago. I was at a, a festival. Speaking of horse trainers, a most music loving horse trainer I've ever known is a guy called Tony Reinstedler. Okay. And I go down there and hang out with him in Tampa and he takes me some great things. He takes me, he introduces me to great music and he takes me to some great things. So he takes me to this festival called Gasparilla Festival couple years ago it's a great festival in tampa it's a value ticket it's like 35 bucks there's six stages going on you can just like wander from one stage to the next and i just had to take a little walk down the river walk there and i stumble upon the latin american stage i'm like whoa there's some good stuff going on here right so i run into a band led by a woman called jessica albino who i've since become friends with and she's got a band called kukiara right and they're playing this traditional Puerto Rican music called Bamba, which I was completely unfamiliar with. Very percussive. After the song, I'll, I'll sort of try to read something that's going on with the Bamba music. But she teaches dance classes. Very much, it's a very dance-oriented kind of music. And the best thing I could find, because because Kukiara doesn't, they don't post things. Like I mean, I could send you like a YouTube video of like a a decently recorded thing they've done like 10 days ago in in Tampa. But I guess the legend 
or the most well-known legend of the Bamba music is a guy called Willie Cologne. And this is an old piece of music, but it's the, it's the best thing that, that I could find to represent the Bamba music of Puerto Rico and support and love for the people of Puerto Rico. It's called Bayami Bomba, which I, I think just means, yeah. Dan- dance, I think. <laughs> Me dance. D- dance my, my Bomba. Dance, my dance of Bomba. Yeah, you know? something like that. I believe in Bomba. We're not going to get NPR on you, but like, my dance, me, my dance of Bomba. So, I just think okay. it's like, the vibe is fantastic. So, all right. Well, this, it's this Willie is, Cologne. This is another one that's new to me, so I'm excited to hear it. Willie Cologne, Baila Mi Bomba.
white hot. That's good stuff, man. Bob, you with me? Are you muted? Bob's muted. I'm going to talk. That was good. I like okay, it. I got, you. I got you. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. I just, I just didn't want to rock out during the song, so I, I muted myself. That's okay. Uh, Appreciate sorry, it. mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Mike. Uh, but I, I just want to read this. Bomba is, is described to be a challenge. This is from Wikipedia, I think. No, maybe it is. I think it is. Bomba is described to be a challenge connection between the drummer and the dancer. The dancer produces a series of gestures to which the primo usubidor drummer provides a synchronized beat. Thus, it is the drummer who attempts to follow the dancer and not the more traditional form of the dancer following the drummer. The dancer must be in great physical shape and the challenge usually continues until either the dancer or the drummer discontinues. Well, here's the magic that I saw with Kukiara. Okay, so once the either the dancer or the drummer discontinues, they just pass the torch to the next <laughs> drummer and dancer. That's awesome. And it, it's just like, what in God's name? And there's, I'm talking about like, so we go from like two like 63-year-old people having a great time to like passing it to like, a 10 year old and like a 28 year old drummer. And then, I mean, it's just like, it's just like feverishly brilliant music to watch. And, uh, but anyways, that's all beside the point. That's um, like true folk music. Yeah. And In the best like, possible way. Oh, high energy and just brilliant to watch. And I was just like mesmerized. And, and I was like, this is like something I should know more about. And uh, but Kukiara is my band. They're they're a Tampa band. I'll if you ever find yourself out. in that area, you know, yeah. check it out. But yeah, for sure. And 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 you know, bless the people of Puerto Rico. Like if, you know, there's obviously ways to like donate to the cause of recovery there. You know, these are tough times, just like Houston, Florida. I mean, like the, I mean these storms at those places. My goodness, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, especially, you know, Puerto Rico, they're not really set up to handle recovery efforts, you know, uh, so I think it makes it even tougher. Uh, they need federal they don't help. Have the, they, they don't have the infrastructure help. to support something as devastating as what happened there. So, um, yeah, absolutely. They are part of the United States. They need federal help. They are. And they, and they, and they, need, they, they need the help of conscious individuals from around the world. Absolutely. So uh, before we go to the last song on the show, my last song, uh, I just wanted to mention one other thing. You you talking about the interaction between the music and the dancer and how the dancer is actually leading the music in some ways reminds me of the famous story about uh, Duke Ellington live at Newport in 1959. Do you know this story? No, hit me with it. So um, diminuendo and crescendo in D... I believe is the name of the song. And um, during the song, Paul Gonzalez does a saxophone solo. And supposedly the story is, and it's a really, really long saxophone solo. I don't think there was any video of it, but the story was that there was this woman dancing at or near the front of the stage. And he just started locking in with her and playing off of the way she was dancing, and it just went on and on and on and on. If you listen to it, I mean, it's a very famous recording. If you listen to it, you can kind of what almost was he playing? Imagine. Was he playing the sax? saxophone? Yeah, saxophone. 
really long. He was going like all full on Cannonball Adderley on her. Yeah, yeah, and in you know, I mean, there's it's the whole thing on the liner notes of the album, and it was sort of the the resurgence of Duke. He kind of fell out of favor a little bit. Um, you know, not like, not like completely, but you know, he was from big band in the in the '40s, and then you know, with with the the rise of of you know. Charlie Parker and Coltrane and, um, you know, everybody else, Sonny Rollins in the 50s, Duke kind of took a back seat. But this this sort of, this album brought him back. Uh, it's amazing. I and mean, it just made me think the interaction with dance and music. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'd play that one on Three Songs Podcast because it's like 20 minutes long. But but check it out. You'll, you'll <laughs> yeah. dig it. You'll dig it. Um, Thank you very much. That's a good tip. Yeah. I will. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm fairly jazzed ignorant like not entirely but well i'm gonna bring some jazz for sure i haven't brought any yet but i'm gonna bring some uh you know it's just it's hard because so many of the good jazz tunes are so long and i don't want to you know i mean i guess we can bloat we can make people listen they can scrub forward if they don't want to hear it you know but uh when did i hit you with seven minutes of baby mammoth yeah that's fine and yeah you hit me with five minutes of pitchfork that's right well we're gonna go a a tighter three and a half minutes we're gonna end the show with a pretty obscure psychedelic artist. Um, he's based in New York, actually. I think he's upstate now, like near, kind of near Woodstock area. Uh, and he's still around. If you if you Google Fane Jade, F A I N E J A D E, Fane Jade. Can't be his real name, right? No, it's like Chuck something or other. It's like yeah. Lemboski or I, I don't know. I, Whatever I I looked it up earlier. I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, but yeah, it's Fane Jade was so his, a good Polish dude that came up with a psychedelic band name. <laughs> right, right, and you know he recorded this album in 1968 on Long Island, um, and it sounds like it came from England in 1968. Um, and a complete lost classic. There's the original. I mean, it's been reissued. Of course, it's been rediscovered. Uh, the original pressing there's one copy on discogs and it's got like you know according to the description it's got some pops and crackles and the you know spine is split but you know he's asking (laughs) 1200 bucks for it so um you know it's 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 truly truly a rare lp um and it's just a fun really good psychedelic pop record uh check out all of it yeah rediscover it for me mikey yeah this is the title track from it it's called introspection from fane jade 1968 on three songs podcast fantastic growing in the shadows twisted in confusion breathing in the meadows Voices in profusion Colors, thoughts, emotions Are trapped within the heart Feeling no emotions And end without a start Inside introspection Why have all the prophets lied? There's a season When I will find out why I am And there's a reason And 
For sure, for yeah. sure. Love yeah. the drumming on that. He, uh, love the song. Yeah, it, it, you playing the Rain Parade last week kind of reminded me of Fane Jade. Uh, you know, that cool. psychedelic. Uh, you know, they're both kind of out of, out of uh, you know, you'd, you'd expect both of them to be British. <laughs> and they, they sound British, but, you know, one's from Long Island and the other's from L.A., so that's the way it's the way it is that's the way it goes music good music can come from anywhere but uh yeah but yeah and the funny thing is fane jade if you google him i mean you just go to fanejade.com he's his his email is fanejade at aol.com yeah <laughs> he lives so on the old aol account you can you can buy that album on cd or he's released a rarities um lp you can buy f- directly from him you can mail payment he lives on fane Jade Way, you know, it's like it this sounds guy. like it sounds like Little Brother or Broker's Tip here. This it, guy, it kind of is. It sort of is, except he went completely over the top with his persona. You know, I mean, yeah, well, you know, that'll happen to a guy who's like, you know, stumbling around uh, the northern part of New York State. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, and somehow he 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 bought some place and it lives, you know, on a 
tiny street and he ended up getting it renamed in his own name. And <laughs> <laughs> like Very self-indulgent. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, hat yeah. tip to Fane for sure. Uh, yeah, well, bless his heart. Yeah. I'll see you in the next show. I'll see you in the next show. I, I enjoyed the rhythms tonight. This, this, is, this was a fun one, as always. Uh, Bob Nastanovich, Mike Hogan. We haven't mentioned our Twitter handles. You're you're B Nastanovich. I'm M M. Yeah, Hogan. that's very difficult. Very difficult. Right. Are you again? M Hogan says, uh, and yeah, yeah. The show is is uh, three songs pod. It's at yeah. three songs pod. So uh, it's available on SoundCloud and what else? SoundCloud, like TuneIn, Apple. Apple, or yeah, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. I don't know. There's probably three or four others it's available on. If you if you're looking for podcasts, you could hopefully Dude, find Dude, like it. we're on like TuneIn Radio? Yeah. Whoa, we must be very big. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there slowly yeah, but surely. Yeah, as if we care. As if we care. No, we're we're just doing this yeah. for each other and and anybody else that happens to to listen. So thank you if you are listening. Appreciate it. And if you aren't yeah. listening, you you are not being thanked because you're not hearing me. Thank you. So it all, it all makes yeah. sense. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do this again soon. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night, Mike. Yeah, you too, Bob. <laughs>